Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on the Dad Code Podcast, Real Dads, Real Talk, No BS. Today we're going to be talking about, well, you see the title, uh, Loneliness, a Trap That's Easily Fallen Into. We're going to get into some real life stuff uh, with me, with you guys. I'm sure you've all been through a lot of the same stuff, some stuff you may not even realize you've been through yet. But before we get started, go ahead, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a good review on your favorite podcasting platform. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy. So loneliness, um, it plagues a, a many a men. I'd say most men these days. I mean, most men are lonely and they don't feel like they can tell anyone what they're really fearing, feeling out of fear of being called a bigot or accused of saying something that would really offend somebody. Because as we all know, Offending somebody these days is a bad, it's a bad thing. You know, we can't offend anybody. So, and the media doesn't help that. So I feel like though, men feel like, you know, if they tell their wives or, or their partners, for example, what they think or what they want, you know, they, they, they feel like they're being selfish. And why is that? I think they're going to offend the person they're talking to. It just seems strange that just by telling somebody that you want something, that you are being unreasonable in some way. That is the irrational thought of men, though. I mean, most men are fixers, as we've discussed before. You know, most men want to solve problems. Most men, um, they want what they want so that they can help you or, or the person they're talking to, rather. They, they, wanna, they want what they want to be able to serve you. Most men are servants, if I'm being honest. That's my view. <clears throat> but some, some men don't even know what they want. You know, so it's hard for them to to talk to their partner about it, you know, because they, they're they afraid of admitting that they don't know. It's like they're ashamed of it. You know, they're afraid of saying that, for example, maybe I need in- intimacy from my wife. You know, that, that that's a tough thing to say for men. <clears throat> they feel like they're being weak. They feel like it's a sign of selfishness even that they have to ask for it. So, thus starts the downward spiral. They end up rationalizing their fear of not being able to ask for what they want. Men end up thinking that, well, maybe I'm just not worth it. That's it. You know, I'm not worth it. I'm not worth getting what I want. So they end up end up staying in a relationship or uh, a job even that they're miserable in, but they're afraid to admit it out of shame. 
or even, you know, some people will even, you know, rationalize it as a sense of duty. You know, it, it makes them feel better about themselves that they're, they're sticking this out because, you know, it's my duty. It's my duty to do this job. I, I can fall. I can go ahead and tell you that I'm guilty of that. I'll stay in this job because, you know, I do it best and no one else can do it like I can. So I should never leave this job, even though I'm absolutely miserable at it. What a way to live life, you know? So it ends up bleeding into other parts of their life, whether, you know, whether it's work or marriage or their relationship with their kids, friends, family, anything. It just bleeds over. You know, I, the example that I have written down here is <clears throat> for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. You end up being like Jon Snow. Well, what, what does that mean, Blake? Well, Jon Snow was a character that he got so caught up in the labels of what others put on him that he started to believe it in himself, believe it himself. He was told his whole life that he was the bastard son of a highborn Lord. (laughs) At least that's what they told him, like I said, and he believed it all along the way of his life. You know, people were drawn to him and he clearly had leadership skills, people skills. He had it, you know, whatever it is, he had it. And he also had some of the physical abilities to back a lot of it up. Later, he finds out that he's actually the son of a former king of the realm. And he's actually heir to the kingdom. The problem, though, is by this point, he's actually pledged his life in service to a conquering queen. Who actually ends up being a sister. But he has a stronger claim to the throne. I'll skip over the the finer details because they're not relevant. But the point is, he ends up choosing not to claim his rightful place where everybody knows he should be the king instead of this other girl. And instead, he decides he's going to live a life of hardship because he is so caught up in his sense of duty And his sense of duty to others, really. And the feeling that he isn't worth his title or position. By the end of the movie, he ends up, or a series, I guess, ends up living in exile. All because of his lack of feeling that he is worthy. <laughs> the point is, is before you know it, you end up being low in a lonely, maybe sexless marriage. That you end up hating and resenting each other. You know, the, the, the Game of Thrones reference doesn't necessarily have to have the sex in it. That's just a specific example. Or you end up being in a relationship with a friend who takes advantage of you. Maybe he mooches off of you all the time. Maybe you have a family member that is constantly taking from you, but they're not giving you what you want or what you need from them, whether it's emotionally or otherwise. And you end up resenting and hating each other. You end up hating and resenting yourself because you feel like 
you aren't worthy of the happiness. Oftentimes you end up trying to find that dopamine hit from somewhere else because you're not getting that hit, that happiness from other people. So you end up throwing yourself into other things. You end up throwing yourself into work. You end up working 24-7, 365. You end up doing work when you come home. You end up, you know, offering to do other things at work. All out of duty, all out of, you know, it's it's really the only thing that, that probably gives you the see the the feeling and the sense of belonging and appreciation. You end up watching porn. That has befell many a men these days. I mean, particularly young men, they can't get any kind of intimacy from anybody these days because they're afraid to ask for what they want. Because if they do, they're considered to be a, a bigot or they're going to be accused of sexual harassment or something like that. You know, you used to be able to go to a girl on the playground and say, hey, I like you. You want to hang out? You want to go? You know, get a burger in a movie, whatever. These days, you don't know if you tell that to the wrong person. They may just say, you know what? You think I'm a girl? You know, or, or something like that. You know, they'll they'll come up with something that turns it around on them and makes them end up questioning themselves as to whether or not it was even worth it for them to stick their neck out there on the line. Maybe you throw yourself into a hobby. Golf. I think a lot of men have thrown themselves into golf at some point in their life because they're like, you know, it's, it's a very time consuming sport. It's very difficult, which men love. Men love difficult tasks. And that's the thing. I don't want women to think that, that I'm saying that, that you have to just give in to men. Men love a chase. They absolutely love a chase and they love chasing after a woman who they think will love them back. And that's why I honestly think that's why a lot of men pursue golf is because golf is very, very difficult. It's very, very time consuming, but it's rewarding just for that one good shot. We've all been there guys. Whenever we, we finally, you know, we've, we've lost 16 balls that day, but then on the last hole, we hit that hundred yard shot hits the back of the green. It spins back. Cause you know, everybody thinks that's awesome. It spins back close to the hole. And we tap it in for birdie. And it makes the whole freaking day worth it. It's that dopamine hit. Or worse yet, maybe you throw yourself into drugs or alcohol. You know, I, I, I hope that no one ever does this, but it's the unfortunate truth that many people turn to drugs and alcohol because it's a really quick and easy way to get the response they want. It's sad. It really is. But, you know, like I mentioned before, media is spreading this, the lies that men can't ask for what they want. Men can't get what they want, particularly those evil white men. It has nothing to do with any of this. It really doesn't. I don't even want to have that discussion. 
So how do we raise good young men to be good, good men these days when everything around us is pushing men to be lonely, sad creatures? Well, you know, I say we look at the Bible. What does the Bible say? What does it say about getting, asking for what you want? You know, there's scripture after scripture, you know, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and I will, it will be open to you. I mean, there's tons and tons more. All I did here is went on Google and said, what does the Bible say about asking for what you want? And all this stuff pops up. So there's plenty of things in there that say you need to ask for what you want. Does it just apply to young men? No. To women too. Absolutely. But I think you have to be very clear and you have to understand what it is you do want. What do you really want? Yeah. I mean, dads, I'm I'm not an expert, but... Uh, I think the best way forward is to prevent this. You got to prevent it. You got to get ahead of it. We need our sons to be not afraid to ask for what they're wanting in life. Our kids in general, not even just sons. But I think specifically I'm going to talk about young boys here today because they're kind of a specific group that are near and dear to my heart just because I have a son. So it's easier for me to talk to, to you in that way. But we need to teach our sons, our kids, about asking for what they want early in life. But they also need to be able to hear no. And they need to be able to have that discussion as to why was it a no. You know, it's okay to ask for every toy under the sun for Christmas. But you need to be able to hear no when, uh, you know, when dad says, no, I'm not getting all that. And you need to be able to explain to them why. But we need to, importantly, make sure that they understand that there's nothing benevolent about being a timid, shy, lonely creature who's afraid to take their place in the world or for being told no or upsetting someone else. I mean, it's not selfish to ask ask for what you want. The reality is, is the real fear is we don't want them acting out in response to the isolation and the loneliness that they feel. I mean, my son literally had a situation last night that I'll talk about. You know, him and his, him and his buddy were playing a little indoor basketball game and they were wrestling for the ball and everything. And, you know, his buddy was being a little rough with him and he was twisting or pushing on his leg or something. And it was hurting my son and, he stood up and literally pointed and pointed down and laughed at my son. Yeah, my son is a very timid kid up to this point, and 
It surprised me when he got up and went after this kid. Started swinging fists. So, obviously, this was a teaching moment. You know, my son felt shame in the moment. Felt alone. Felt isolated. Felt felt made fun of or poked fun at. So he gave in to that aggression that all men have. I'm sure all I'm sure females do too, but men in particular, it's a real it's a real thing. You know, there's always gonna be that part of them that's gonna want to lash out. It's just natural. And he did. You know, some 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 fathers would say, Oh, I'm proud of him for standing up for himself. I get that. But I'm also, there's a few things here. Number one, I don't want him getting up and going after the wrong person because you go after, this was my conversation with him. You go after the wrong person, buddy. When you swing at them, it's not going to stop there. They're going to come back and swing at you. And you don't know who you're messing with. They, they might be well-trained in martial arts in some way, and they may hurt you pretty bad. So we don't want that. So I also told him that when someone makes you feel that way, that's not how we handle that situation. We handle that situation by saying, look, this hurt my feelings. You were hurting me. I didn't appreciate it. You know, I'm going to get away from you for a little bit, you know, take some time or you just come find teacher or you come find mom and dad either one those are always better options had to have that discussion with them you know we've been pushing some other sports other than bass other than baseball uh you all know that i updated you with my coach dad series which i'll probably be starting up soon again here because we're getting close to starting spring baseball again uh but been trying to see if he could get interested in some other sports and we're trying basketball right now because I the aggressiveness is something that I'm trying to hone because again we don't want our kids to go out there and be total jerks start throwing people around but you want the little boys need rough and tumble play and specifically from their dads, but even with each other, but they need that rough and tumble play in a controlled environment. And sports is the best freaking way to do it. Guys, let them get out there and do some sports, do it. They're going to be bad at it. Guess what? Everybody on the basketball court is horrible. It is the worst basketball I've ever watched in my life. I mean, I've seen double dribbles, quadruple dribbles, quintuple dribbles, dissectical dribbles, whatever you want to call them. I've seen carries. I've seen terrible passes. I've seen kids just literally hand the ball to the other team. And I've seen shots that have literally been shot over the backboard. They're going to be bad. Our last game ended, ended five or six to five. We lost six to five. Okay. But that's okay. It's okay. They're learning. They're learning things. They're learning. They're learning. 
that it's okay to be physical within a set parameter of rules. It's, uh, it's good to watch them grow, though. They learn to deal with adversity. They learn to deal with aggression and know that not all aggression is meant to isolate them. I mean, when my, my son's friend was pointing and laughing at him, he was probably just that that's part of male bonding, in my opinion. It's, um, it's a hard thing to explain, male bonding. But part of male bonding is taking jabs at each other. And that's hard for some females to understand. You know, there's this hierarchical structure within the male community. And you you determine yourself where you are in that hierarchical structure by the way that you react to certain things. And, what, and honestly, the way you don't react to some, some things. But it's fun. Sports teach them a lot. I enjoy it. I think that's a great, it's a great teaching aid. I will always push that. But, you know, the, the main thing is, is we as fathers, you know, we've all been through the loneliness stage in some form or fashion at some point in our lives. We've all been through it. Whether it be in work, marriage, relationships, whatever. <clears throat> we've got to not let our example, if it is not a good example, be the rule for our kids. We've got to be able to take the mistakes that we've made and turn them into teaching moments. You know, we got to be able to accept the fact, accept our our situation, and not just say, well, you know, this is the way I was raised, so this is the way it's just going to be. It's the way it's always going to be. No, it's not. No. If you and your your wife fight all the time and, you know, one of you runs away and leaves the house all the time, I mean, maybe that is the right thing. I, I don't know in your specific situation, but me personally, are you teaching your kid? Are you teaching your son that it's okay to run away from your problems? Or do you need to stand there and you need to have a discussion? Does he need to hear mom and dad working through things? Working through things without any kind of violence, without anybody running away, without any anybody doing something that they wouldn't want their kid to teach their grandkid. Think about that. Never do anything that you wouldn't want your kid now to grow up and teach your grandson their child. So let's turn to the Bible here. There's something that I that I shared with my son. You know, I, I, I try to tile as much as I can back to God and to Jesus, to the Bible. And I found this one scripture in particular, that really spoke to me that I think that he could really understand. Because, you know, a lot of the Bible stuff is is tough to understand for kids. It's from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, hard word, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Love that. Do not fear or be in dread, for it is the Lord your God who, who goes with you. 
He will not leave you or forsake you. Man, that's a strong one. Let's read that again. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear, for it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. It's Deuteronomy 31.6. Man, that is a good one. I told my son that, and he really liked it. Gave him some peace. And that's really what we want to be able to do, is give our kids knowledge and tools for moving forward. You know, whenever all this happened last night with my son, she wanted to pick him up and coddle him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Stand up. Stand him up. Let him stand up and tell me what the problem is here. They need to be able to learn to face their problems. You can either protect your kids or you can prepare your kids for life. You can protect them from life or you can prepare them. Those are your two options. I'm, I'm not an expert, but I'm doing the best I can. And if any way, anything that I do can help somebody, I would love, like I said, I, I try to pass it on here and I would love to hear you guys, you know, what are your strategies whenever your kids get in these kinds of situations? You can comment or send me an email, whatever. But anyways, that's all I got for today, guys. Keep in mind, you know, it's hard being a kid these days. It really is social media and all the different influences that are out there, all the different ideas that are being thrown around and, you know, things that maybe we do or don't want our kids to get into are just at the touch of a, a button with our phones these days. But anyways, again, that uh, that's all I got for today, guys. Don't forget to leave us a good review down below. Really appreciate you. Give us a follow on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok, the Deco Podcast. Until next time, guys, we will see you all then.